Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, tomorrow is October 31st. What is What do we celebrate on October, October 31st? A lot of people will celebrate Halloween, which is due to the fact that it's all All Hallows Eve on the eve of All Saints Day, November 1st, on the church calendar of the Church of Rome. Um, But also on that date, in 1517, Martin Luther nailed 95 theses, 95 really debate points for the Church of Rome, primarily over the practice of indulgences, which we talked about last week, was was, uh, buying and of people out of purgatory. You could pay some money and, and reduce the amount of time that, that uh, quote, soul spent in, in purgatory. Payment for forgiveness of sin. Payment for forgiveness of sin. And, and Luther wanted to discuss this. He didn't think this was appropriate. And that event snowballed into what became the rediscovery of the great doctrines of the church, which are the, the solas that we also talked about last week. Now, it is because of this Reformation that we at the Gospel for Life hold an annual Reformation Boise Conference to continue to celebrate the life-transforming doctrines that God recovered from the darkness during the Reformation. So our conference is coming up in just two weeks, November 8th and 9th, and you can register for free as well as find out all the details that you need to know at ReformationBoise.com. Jonathan, anything that you would tell our listeners about this conference? Well, I would say, you know, the the very theme itself in Christ alone, we're, 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 uh, this is a statement of uh, the Reformation itself. You know, our salvation is rest in him alone. We'll be talking about our, our union with Christ, um, a subject that we've dealt with here at the radio station, um, our union with Christ, our assurance of our assurance in Christ, you know, this is one of the things that people lack. How do I know I'm saved? You know, what assurance do I have that he's going to be there with me to the end? Uh, we'll be discussing our relationship to Christ in terms of our obedience to Christ, and then also the hope of, of his second coming, the return of Christ. Um, those topics will be talked by, by uh, Dr. Mark Jones and Dr. Cornelis Venema, two gifted uh, um, pastors and theologians that will be coming to Boise. All right, so all the details are at ReformationBoise.com. So thus far leading up to this morning, we've been looking at what happened before the Reformation, what happened during the Reformation, and today we're looking at what happened after the Reformation. And specifically, we're turning to the Puritans, who are essentially the children of the Reformation. So first of all, brothers, who were the Puritans. The Puritans are a group of people that um, really starts in Great Britain, um, but these are children of the Reformation, so in the 1500s, those that believed in the Reformed um, doctrines and believed that there needed to be this ongoing purity within the church. There was a lot of things that were wrong about the Anglican church in 
in England um, that the Puritans were pushing back against, that the, they believed that the Anglican, Anglican Church had not really embraced the heart of the Reformation, that they basically had become a church in so many ways because of the personal life of the king, not the theological positions of, of the Reformation. And so they were wanting to, in, in so many ways, purify the church, to get the Church of England to embrace the theological bearings of the Reformation. Mm-hmm. All right, so what did the Puritans contribute to the generations following the Reformation? So we're basically talking about kind of the 1600s here. And 1700s. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, one of the... 15, 16, 17s. <laughs> yeah, and we can, we can get into some of the personalities among the Puritans. And by the way, the Puritans didn't name themselves Puritans. I think that was an epithet that was applied to yeah. them. Yeah. That that they ended up embracing. Okay, you want to call us Puritans? Well, you know, we're, yeah. we, we'll we'll claim it. But um, so we don't it, use it, that word in a bad way. No, we don't. No, we, we don't. We, and we love the Puritans. Well, that's right, and 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 that's important for the listeners. And 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 frankly, in today's secular world, many people have grown up. Um, you know, uh, when when we when we think of uh, Puritans, uh, you know, we think of uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne's book, uh, The Scarlet Letter, and yeah. the the stern, judgmental minister um, who is you know unkind and unfeeling, and and uh, you know and, wants and, to ha- stamp out fun wherever it's happening. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what uh, that's what the great uh, uh, newspaper uh, writer uh, H.L. Mencken, uh, his definition of a Puritan was the guy that lies awake at night worried that somebody somewhere is having a good time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's not what the Puritans are at all. Uh, it, it, that's a totally unfair, it's funny, but it's an unfair characterization yeah. of that, the Puritans. That's from somebody who's never actually read them. Uh, yes, I mean, exactly. some of my favorite reading is from the Puritans because they bring me right to the feet of Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. J.I. Packer says that um, using the quote that sometimes is used about standing on the shoulders of giants, he said, we, we don't actually stand on the shoulders of, of the Puritans um, who were giants. We actually are stand in their shadows. Yeah. That they had a, a maturity that we lack in the church today. Mm-hmm. That we, um, he also will say that we are spiritual dwarves. Mm-hmm. compared to the Puritans. And so we sometimes have this, this what C.S. Lewis called chronological snobbery, that somehow we are so much further along <laughs> yes. than what people were back in the day. But like Josh said, if you begin to read the Puritans, what we're, you're going to quickly find out is that they were entrenched in the Word of God, that the Word of God permeates what they write. And you have to remember, they were writing before the use of computers, before the uh, aids of, of technology that allows for word searches. That meant that the, this scripture was just in their heads, that they were able to to draw it out and, and write um, with with biblically saturated thoughts and words and 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 writings well our radio program is called the gospel for life but that was something that we found in the puritans that they they embodied the gospel in all of life you know we they they had a gospel um understanding of marriage they had a gospel understanding of you know of their children they had there there's a certain there there is a permeation an experiential aspect to um the things that they believed uh, transformed the way they related to the rest of the world mm-hmm. and the way they were 
related in their relationships with one another. And, uh, you know, they, you know, we think of the, the Puritans of the, as stiff and stodgy. Well, they were far from that, you right. know, um, you know, they were, they were a robust, hearty, uh, they, they enjoyed life because they had life because of the gospel. Well, and they saw every part of life as a gift from God. Yeah. Every, so that would include could, marriage and sex and education and yeah. work and, and everything. Yeah, they could enjoy everything as part of God's gifts. Yeah, one of, one of the great products of the Puritan movement is the Westminster Standards. Mm-hmm. And of course, very, very famous uh, in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, the very famous question number one, what is the chief end of man? And the glorious answer that they gave is that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm-hmm. So they found enjoyment. They were not stamping yes. out joy. They were actually that's, finding joy. Yeah, that's exactly right. J.I. Packer makes this strong statement that the Puritans are the most complete, profound, and magnificent realization of biblical religion that the world has yet known. Mm. That's quite a characterization. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that that's not Hawthorne. So if your knowledge of Hawthorne is from the Scarlet Letter, I think you might have missed the significance of the Puritans and the the heart of the Puritans and what the Puritans really were. And I would encourage you to go back and... There are different versions of the Puritans that you can read today. I would I would read those that have had good editors that have come alongside and helped you. Banner of Truth has some great... Uh, paperbacks called yep. the Puritan paperbacks, and you get a short little work on the Puritans. Like one of my favorites is Precious Remedies for Satan's Devices by Thomas Brooks. It's a about it's about spiritual warfare. So good. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just no, wanted that, to no, emphasize what you're saying about. And we're going to have some of these Puritan works available at the yeah. conference. We're not going to ReformationBoise.com. Yes, ReformationBoise.com. Um, <laughs> and so I just would encourage you before you be, make a judgment about them. Um, it's the same thing I would say about Calvin. People talk about Calvin, but they don't really know him. If you want to know the heart of Calvin, read his letters. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. if you want to know the Puritans, read them. Yeah, engage with them, and and I think what you'll find is, oh, they're not what I thought. Yeah, one of the, one of the an author on the Puritans, Leland Riken, his book is titled "Worldly Saints: The Puritans as They Really Were," and uh, you know it's. It's disabusing us of all these mental uh, notions that we had about the Puritans. Mm-hmm. They they lived in the world as those that were called out by uh, God. They they were saints. Mm-hmm. They were they're called out by God unto salvation. But they lived in the world. The world um, they they understood that the that the world wasn't their home, but their their life now was involved in that world, and they. And they did it in a remarkable way. It's a great book. I have it on my shelf. It's awesome. Yeah. So um, Phil mentioned it, but I think one of the greatest contributions that the Puritans made in the generations following the Reformation was the Westminster Standards themselves. Right. And these were published in the 1640s in England. You had all the greatest uh, Puritan minds in, in both Scotland and England and and maybe other parts of Europe that, that came. But you have what what... What came together from this these meetings was the Westminster Confession of Faith, was the shorter catechism and the larger catechism. There's a couple other documents, but those are the main ones. And if you want to know good theology, go read these documents. They're super accessible in the sense of you can get them 
easily on the internet and they're all scripturally footnoted. So if you read something, you're like, "Ah, I don't know about that. Well, it brings you right to the scripture. Yeah, and the the Westminster they were they were called the divines. It was the term that they used as the men who came from around, all around Great Britain, uh, and but also there were as you mentioned, uh, Josh. There was representatives from Europe uh, who came uh, in different reformed areas in Europe uh, to produce. And it's in the uh, in the 1640s they worked together I, to produce uh, those three main documents. Uh, ironically, they were never adopted by the Church of England. Uh, they they made their way north and they were adopted by the Presbyterians up in Scotland and then jumped over the Atlantic uh, when Presbyterians started immigrating in the late 1600s. Presbyterians started coming to North America and brought the Westminster Confession of Faith and the, and the Shorter Catechism, which was intent. The Shorter is written for the instruction of children and then the larger catechism uh, for the religious instruction of, of the whole body of Christ, uh, particularly for adults. Um, but as you say, uh, wonderful and accessible, uh, read them. And I just wanted to just quickly note that the Puritans don't come from one denomination, one church. They, right. they spanned multitudes of denominations and, and churches. And I think that's so important because here you've got these people that are quote unquote the, theologically precise. Mm-hmm. But they're working together yeah. as this body to produce the Westminster standards. So you don't have this theological precision that makes it so that they cannot think in, in ecumenical terms, that they can't yeah. reach across churches and denominations to yeah. work with one another. Um, what they believed about the Bible what was, was what was so important to them, yeah. not simply their own particular church. Richard Sibbs was an Anglican. John Bunyan was a Baptist. John Owen was an independent. Um, And then you have lots of... All of the continental reformers that are coming across. Yep, yep. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We've been talking about the children of the Reformation, which were the Puritans, because tomorrow is Reformation Day. On top of being able to give candy and gospel tracts to your neighbor children who come to your door, it is the day when the Protestant Reformation started. Our conference is coming up in two weeks. Go to Boise Reformation. I said just said that wrong, didn't I? ReformationBoise.com. Thank you. We'll end there. See you later. 